0: military intervention or police international police intervention even if it loses the gang stronghold it won't solve the security crisis the health crisis the humanitarian crisis in Haiti it will get immediate relief maybe to some some local population in some neighborhoods
1: hello Welcome to the Hopkins Podcast on Foreign Affairs. My name is Leo Kamer. Two months ago, the Prime Minister of Haiti, R. A. L. Henry, requested the help of a foreign force to stabilize the country. In this episode, we discuss the crisis in Haiti and possible solutions. Can a foreign force help set Haiti back on its feet? Joining me to share his expertise on these issues and more is Diego Darin. Diego is a Latin America and Caribbean consultant for the International Crisis Group who has recently returned from Port-au-Prince, Haiti's capital. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Hopkins Podcast on Foreign Affairs. Diego, thank you for joining us on the podcast today.
0: Hi Leo, thank you very much for having me.
1: For many of our listeners, the last time we heard about Haiti was the July 2021 assassination of President Jovenel Moïse. Our last podcast on Haiti was soon after the assassination when Prime Minister Ariel Henry took office. What has happened
0: since then? Since Moïse's assassination, there are different overlapping crises that have deepened in the country. In the political scene, well, Henry, eh, who was tapped as prime minister one day before Moïse was assassinated in his home, eh, well, took power as the prime minister as he was backed by the international Community to form a government in 20 July, and he has been since then the head of the executive, and very much the only people, the only person that is ruling the Haitian state. Uh, he he was he was expected to call for elections, but he dismissed the electoral council and he hasn't engaged in very meaningful negotiations with the opposition Uh, well he has had some rounds of negotiations with the with the main political opposition force that is called uh, the montana accord they have had three rounds of negotiations over uh, the last months but he doesn't want to include the issue of government of governance Uh, that means that uh, he doesn't want a president to be appointed, and he wants the only one to be to rule uh, the country. As for the insecurity crisis, well, for more than three, two or three years, it has been an accelerated proliferation of gangs, and they have greatly expanded the the territories they control. Uh, the gang footholds are located uh, mainly. In densely populated areas in different cities around the country. But the country to most countries with armed conflicts, where the illegal groups often operate in areas relatively far from the capital, in Haiti, the gangs are concentrated in Port-au-Prince. So, for two years now, there has been a a shift in rivalries between gangs, as now there are two gang coalitions. Uh, that are vying for armed supremacy, one that's known as the G9 and another one that is called the JPEP. The G9 has been accused uh, by several civil society organizations and different independent research centers of being very close to the late president Jovenel Moïse. And... So, yes, the gangs now control the major gateways of the capital and some of the alternative routes. roads used to avoid passing through these main roads. They control the surrounding areas of the main ports. One gang seized uh, in June Haiti's largest court and has since occupied the premises of this jurisdiction. And for the humanitarian crisis, does this third level, uh, well... Right now, almost half of the population face acute hunger. For example, in one of the largest slums in Port-au-Prince called Cité Soleil, for the first time, uh, the levels of food insecurity reached a catastrophic level in October. There has been a rise in fuel uh, prices that has doubled or even tripled the prices of essential goods that are already uh, very difficult to to uh, to access to population because of the because the transport is very difficult in the main roads and the tipping point the cholera resurfaced in early October in two gang-controlled areas of Port-au-Prince. Is
1: is it reasonable to say that the issue of hunger uh, and the humanitarian crisis is a direct result of the rise in, in gang activity in in Haiti?
0: Well, uh, I talked to different uh, epidemiologists in Port-au-Prince, and they told me that they they can say there is a direct link between the violence and the new color outbreak, but they told me that there is uh, strong links between uh, the spikes in violence in Cité Soleil uh, in the month of July, that have since uh, led the, some of the neighborhoods of Sita Solai with very, very, very limited access to water, food. Uh, they don't have, very well, any uh, sanitary uh, facilities in there. There, is, there are no hospitals. And during those clashes, there was some clashes between these two gang coalitions, the G9 and the GPEP, in July. And there were uh, there there is a canal that goes between two of the neighborhoods in Cité Soleil that was filled with um, trash because it coincided with the with uh, a period of uh, heavy rains, and so all this area was flooded and there was sewage everywhere. And people just had to get water from uh, wells uh, that were dug some years ago with contaminated water. So this uh, is very strongly uh, linked to the reemergence of cholera in October.
1: Uh, after we have uh, this rising gang violence, why has uh, Haiti's government struggled to, to tackle this issue effectively?
0: Many, many Haitians among uh, the civilian population, opposition political groups, or even among the security forces think that there is a lack of um, government will to really tackle the, the security crisis. But if you see right now, The Haitian National Police is in a very dire situation in comparison with the gangs. Uh, I talked to two different uh, police unions and they were telling me that they don't have enough effectives. They are not enough well-trained. They don't have the military equipment to meet uh, the calibers that are using the gangs. They told me that the gangs right now even use a fifty or sixty caliber, which is uh, the, these are guns that can perforate even armed vehicles that the police use in their anti-gang um, operations, where they enter to the strongholds of the controlled by the gangs.
1: So we have this uh, this matter of an inability to match the the power of gangs, and so I'm wondering. Uh, Haiti's on an island which it shares only with the Dominican Republic how are the gangs managing to to arm themselves Uh, I would imagine through imports but how does that happen?
0: Well there there has been and that is said by different uh, US officials uh, there has been an increase in the amount and the caliber of the weapons and ammunitions that have been uh, that are trafficked to, to Haiti. These guns are mostly coming out from the Southern ports in Florida and they get to Haiti uh, by different private or poor public ports or uh, uh, using the frontier with the Dominican Republic. The, there, there, There is also that there is a strong link uh, that has been loosening uh, lately between different members of the political and business elites in Haiti with the armed groups and, well, the elites have used the gangs uh, for different pur- purposes uh, over the last decades. And they have not only financed them, but they have um, really helped them to get weapons and, in, and ammunitions.
1: So, this uh, on this uh, relationship between the elites and the gangs, um, could you elaborate a little more as to how exactly they're connected and what the, this, these elite groups have, have used the gangs for?
0: we can come back to the even to the dictatorship uh, various militias armed militias and paramilitary groups have existed since the Duvalier dictatorship that ended in the 80s but the gangs really were created as extralegal armed groups uh, in the capital with the aim of consolidating the power of uh, the president Jean Bertrand Aristide in the early 2000s and his political party family Lavalas. They they were aimed at deterring his adversaries from ousting him as he was a victim of a coup d'etat in in 91. So two decades ago, these groups were limited to controlling certain poor neighborhoods and just have ties with the party of of Lavalas. But since then, uh, different political groups have used them to control the the outcome of the elections, to quell the opposition. Well, really, to kill demonstrators, as it was uh, documented during the Jovenel Moise uh, mandate, that many massacres were executed in poor neighbourhoods of the capital, that were seen as the hotbeds of the demonstrations that were destabilising the government of uh, Moïse.
1: Given the the deep crisis that Haiti currently faces, Prime Minister Henry in October requested the deployment of an armed force from foreign countries to help stabilise the country. Why did Henry request foreign intervention? And was the request aimed at a particular country?
0: The request came after Ariel Henry was facing widespread demonstrations that started in August as people in different cities of the country started taking the street to to protest, fuel shortages, the lack of a strong government response to the spiraling violence, to rising inflations. So the the protest after intensified in September after the acting prime minister announced sweeping cuts in fuel subsidies and the tipping point uh, of the overlapping crisis that uh, made Henry to ask for international forces was the resurgence of the cholera and the new cholera outbreak and the control of the G9, one of the two gang coalitions of the main oil port oil terminal in the country so yes this the, the g9 was um, controlling the the main oil terminal since the beginning of september uh, the cholera outbreak was the cholera resurfaced and in 7 october prime minister henry called on the on his international partners not aiming one single one determined country to send uh, to deploy international specialized armed forces to try to regain the control over uh, key infrastructures as, as ports markets main roads airports and allow the humanitarian aid to flow so since then the the old telman, the since then the security forces regain control over the oil terminal but the gangs still control uh, well all the gateways of Port-au-Prince and they are hampering the distribution of oil products in the in in, in all the regions of Port-au-Prince
1: so this, this call for intervention sparked thousands strong protests in Port-au-Prince, uh, though you already mentioned that, that protests were occurring before. Uh, given the the widespread gang violence and the amount of, of the country the, the gangs have taken over, why is there such ardent opposition to foreign intervention?
0: Yes, well, as I was saying, the demonstrations started in August, and some of the demonstrations that took place after his requests... Of uh, an international security mission. Uh, to, well, some demonstrations took place in Port-au-Prince, not in many cities around Haiti, but they were not of the same magnitude as the protests in previous months. Uh, some individuals uh, who are living in Cite-Soleil that I interviewed while, being, while I was in Port-au-Prince told me that some of these protesters were forced by the gangs to take the streets. Although this does not mean that all the demonstrators were manipulated by other people. Yes, most Haitians are very outspoken in their criticism over past peacekeeping missions because of many mistakes and crimes that they committed, such as sexual exploitation, And abuse cases involving dozens of uh, United Nations peacekeepers, as well as the introduction of cholera in the country uh, via their troops in 2010. So this is the first layer. But most people who oppose the mission is because they fear that uh, a military intervention, as they call it, might uh, prop up Uh, the acting prime minister Uh, Henry has been accused by his political opposition of having tolerated the the spread of the gangs without offering much resistance and of using this violence as well the violence generated by the gangs as a means to hold on to power so many in, in Haiti and even in a number of foreign diplomats are concerned that the acting prime minister might enjoy might still enjoy the full support uh, of his international partners they fear that this mission might strengthen his hold on power and will that he he, he will be able not to engage in meaningful negotiations with the other political parties and uh, the private sector and civil society organizations to establish a transitional government.
1: On the topic of intervention, the United States has provided Haiti with hundreds of millions of dollars in humanitarian assistance and to support law enforcement efforts in the last year alone. It has also sanctioned individuals associated with Haitian gangs. And earlier you mentioned uh, the the statement on uh, arms- uh, exports illegally leaving from uh, Florida. Why does stability in Haiti matter to the United States?
0: Well, some sources have been saying to to Crisis Group that the decisions made by the in United States on how to help Haiti right now are very much dictated by past events, uh, will inter military interventions in. Well, in the, the United States occupied militarily Haiti between 1915 and 1934. Afterwards, they did other military interventions in the 90s and in 2000s. And these interventions are not well seen by Haitians at all. And right now... The U.S. is essentially, might be okay of sending troops, just not their own. And as they don't want U.S. soldiers dying during the operations. And well, other sources have told us that the U.S. urgency is mainly dictated by how bad a refugee crisis might get in the coming months. So the U.S. US not, not wanting to send their own troops, the U.S. turned to Canada in October in an attempt to convince them to assume the lead of uh, security missions. But even if Canadian officials are considering the proposal and they have sent two fact-finding missions to Haiti to talk to several uh, political parties and civil society organizations on the security crisis, they they are not they seem not willing to to send troops before uh, all Haitian political parties agree to it. So lately, they have issued sanctions against some high ranking politicians and members of the business elites, including former President Martelly, uh, two of his prime ministers, as well as eight very important senators including the current and a former president of the senate, uh, who have been accused by the US and Canada of trafficking and of uh, financing the gangs.
1: So perhaps another country besides the United States will uh, end up militarily intervening in Haiti, but besides direct military intervention, what options uh, does the United States or other countries, for that matter, have to to try and stabilize the situation?
0: Well, a very important thing is that a military interve- short military intervention or police international police intervention, even if it loses the gang stronghold, it won't solve the security crisis, the health crisis, the humanitarian crisis in Haiti. It will get immediate relief, maybe, to some some local population in some neighborhoods. But the most important thing for the international community to do uh, to tackle the insecurity crisis in, in Haiti is to strengthen the capacities of the Haitian national police to get more effectives to for them to be well trained, to have um, a strong intelligence and independent intelligence unit in the police. And there is another main problem in the Haitian police is that, a, well, according to different sources, around half of the police officials are, collaborating in some way with gangs. So the police has to be fully vetted uh, in order to to be able to plan successful operations against gangs. Uh, will partners as the US and Canada have to strengthen their role in um, trying to stop the illegal flows of arms and weapons to the United States, for example?
1: You just said that there is a concern that a military intervention, sure it may may solve things in the short term, but it may not result in in long-term stability. And you can see in the, the United Nations stabilization mission from 2004 to 2017. After that, uh, mission ended. Haiti's instability clearly resurfaced, um, as we're talking about now. Is there any reason to believe an intervention now would yield a more stable Haiti? And in other words, how how else can, can other countries ensure that Haiti's problems are solved in the long run, perhaps without strengthening the uh, Henry government if other countries don't want to do that?
0: Well, I, well, our position in Crisis Group right now is that uh, international comu- comu- the international community would have to do a major push, diplomatic push, to mediate the negotiations between the different political forces in Haiti for them to agree on the main on the mandate of a security mission and on the issue of establishing a transitional government uh, so there is a a haitian government that is legitimate to be the interlocutor of his international partners in what respects to the security crisis but to the humanitarian crisis and, and health crisis as well. And, in well, Haiti's partners should try to not just engage in this security mission in the short term, but try to strengthen in the long term the capacities of the Haitian police and try to, well, rebuild these neighborhoods that have been uh affected by gang violence over the last decades where the the local population doesn't have any opportunities to have a job and where the only prospect of living is to join or collaborate in some way with the armed groups
1: so how how likely or how how close are we to seeing uh any any such intervention are Are these issues being talked about in the united nations or any other uh, place of international dialogue
0: well right now there are different international mediators and that have been trying to help the main the most relevant political groups and members of civil society well civil society organizations to sign a political agreement to establish a transitional government. Uh, right now there is a new document that has been drafted over the last two months uh, to sign for a new political accord between the antagonist uh, political forces to form a transitional government. Uh, but. Well, again, it is not certain that this accord will be signed uh, in the coming days or weeks. But sources have been telling us that the Prime Minister Henry is, might seem convinced of the importance of signing an accord in, in the coming days or weeks. To allow uh, military, well, not military, uh, for a an international security force to be sent to Haiti uh, quickly.
1: Well, I would just like to thank you again, Diego, for, for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Leo. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Hopkins Podcast on Foreign Affairs. We hope you enjoyed it. We would like to say thank you to the International Studies Program at Johns Hopkins University and the SNF Agora Institute at Johns Hopkins University for making this episode possible. Remember to follow us on social media at Hopkins POFA on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the latest and greatest of Hopkins POFA content. Hit follow on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, and leave a rating. We'll see you next time.